Welcome in everybody to the Power Option Podcast, just running the damn ball from west to east. We're at the end of the season. We made it this far. I'm sad about it. Um, I'm also okay with it because it was a great season. Garrett, how are you? Oh man, I'm doing good. It's funny. We're actually doing this early enough that we won't have the CFP rankings. <laughs> the actual CFP <laughs> rankings is, haven't happened uh, yet. Uh, you know, and this, I'm so happy that you said this is pretty unprecedented and I... And I want to take this moment to thank the the few listeners that we have for for hanging out because this this year, year two of the Power Option Podcast has really been a great year. Like we've we've figured out some stuff. We we got a lot of stuff figured out year one, and it's been a much it's been a much smoother situation. Um, I'm currently currently you guys don't have to deal with my daughter screaming at you in your ears um, because I've I've updated my my recording situation slightly. So uh, it's been nice. But I really just wanted to say shout out to to anybody who's listening right now, anybody who's listening in the past, like, thanks for coming out. We really appreciate you guys. Like, I think we're building to something. I don't know what that something is, but, but I've had a good time this year, especially. And, and I'm just thankful that uh, you guys have been here for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. That seconds for me. I, I just been great. We've gotten into a groove and, uh, I've been able to do a lot of weird statistical things in the background and that's been super fun and watching a season statistic watching it and watching the advanced stats all year has been great um giving me a lot of perspective on on football um so that's been super fun so yeah, yeah. uh but one of the one of the pieces of news that came out today and there was a lot of news that came out yeah today, it's been buzzing um it's been crazy but one of the new pieces of news that came out today is that chip kelly is not leaving the us their ucla job and UCLA fans are, they want him gone. I, I, can, I think I can say that pretty confidently. Mm-hmm. They would like him gone. Um, they don't, because I think they feel like they should have more success than what they have. But the question that I have for you, Brian, is what is UCLA right now? What kind of school should UCLA expect to be based on their history and what they are? I think the problem, as it is the problem with many, maybe UCLA is, UCLA is specific, but it's a it's a problem with these schools that have great um, great moments in history with a particular major sport: basketball, baseball, football, hockey. Um, one of those sports, UCLA, in, historically has been a very great basketball school. Um, we've seen many, three, many great people go through and, and come to the NBA. It's it's in LA, um, University of California at LA. Obviously, a very huge thing. So, I can understand if, as as somebody who is outside of UCLA. Um, looking in, I can understand how the prestige of UCLA may allow you to may 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 want you as a UCLA fan to think that you're better than that, and I don't want to I don't want to poo poo that particularly, and I'm, I'm about to um, in general, but uh, but I think in regards to Chip Kelly leaving or or staying, like you could be in a scenario without him that is like Jim Mora is like the the UCLA of old. Now, we had Jordan Love. Jordan Love's playing quarterback in the NFL today, um, and he was a great staple at UCLA during their time. So it's not as though UCLA can't bring guys in, doesn't have the, the, the sort of cachet to be able to do the things that, that is bigger than them. However, 
to answer your question more specifically, I think Chip Kelly and what they've done is a relatively high bar. Maybe I'm saying high bar and that's too much, but but like, I don't know. There's never been a time in my life where UCLA has realistically been very good, ever. It's always been UC, USC just beating them down and then them being okay in the Pac-12, Pac-10 or Pac-12. And so, so in my opinion, as an outside observer, I think them having Chip Kelly and them staying with Chip Kelly is good because they're better than Cal, they're better than Stanford, they're not as good as USC, which they want to be, but, for, but in regards to this year, they basically were, and they won the rivalry. So in my perspective, this UCLA team is a high-quality UCLA team. However, I understand that the prestige of the Rose Bowl, the prestige of UCLA, the prestige of being a Bruin may potentially supersede that as you are a fan. But that's, in my personal opinion, I think it's fine. And I think the, the drop-off without, without Chip Kelly is potentially Fresno State. And Fresno State's a quality squad. And that's kind of what I'm at. Mm, all right. I, I was thinking about this because we were talking about it in the chat. And I can't remember who. I think you said something. You said something like, uh, you know, we, we, it was something about the relative strength of the job. Yeah, like right. The relative, how good is the UCLA job? So I started thinking about how good is the UCLA job. So... I took from 2013 to 2023, I took uh, each team's, each Power 5 team's uh, SRS rating. SRS rating is quite simply just their point differential. I think this one is opponent adjusted. So it takes your average, your average opponent's uh, point differential, subtracts it out of your point differential, and gives your, uh, your rating. Uh, it's, a, it's a decent, quick way to compare teams without getting in too deep. Yeah. So UCLA, of the 74 teams currently right now, I, I included independents. So the 74 teams that are independents or Power 5 teams, UCLA is 32nd. So almost right smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Right. And so I thought, okay, in the middle of power fives, not bad. It puts them above places like Arizona, puts them around Kentucky, uh, but above Kentucky, above Georgia Tech, above Texas Tech, above Nebraska, because Nebraska has been historically bad on the downswing the second half of the. Uh, the, and this goes back 2013. I don't know if no, I mentioned, but 2013 is yeah. how far back I went. Yeah. Um, but better than NC State, better than Pitt, which has had a decent kind of run, a couple chunks of good times when they've had bad times. Right. Uh, about a little bit better than Minnesota in the range of Louisville and Miami and Washington State, surprisingly, has been, I think, better than people really understand they've been over this period of time. So... Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee is right in that area. So I was thinking, oh, wow. okay, I think if you if I said Tennessee is what is UCLA, you'd go, you, if you thought about it for a minute, that wouldn't sound crazy. Right? Uh, yeah. Tennessee no, being no. UCLA. And, and yeah. honestly, honestly, from, a, from the UCLA side of things, like that sounds like it's pretty nice because Tennessee, in my opinion, has been way better than UCLA over that time frame. It just, yeah, just UCLA like was... 
really good in twenty in twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. Um, they were or twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. They were really good. They were like in the top fifteen or so in both uh, top fifteen to top twenty five in both of the ratings that year, those years. And so uh, that's what gives them a lot. A lot of them is, yeah, they were 10th in 2013, and they were 16th, 15th in 2015 or 2014. And so, but that was at the time when UCLA was, or when USC was still coming out of their good phase and still being very good. You know, and USC whips their ass right. in this rating. Right. Um, and so just looking at it this way, I think, yeah, if you said the UCLA job is as good as the Tennessee job, I think there's some people that would maybe argue that in their hearts. But in my mind, I don't have a real problem with that. No, I agree. I think, I think it's – comparing Tennessee may be the perfect comparison because there's – you can look through the history of Tennessee and – and, and see moments, you know, Manning obviously is big, um, but, but they've had times throughout their, throughout just, you know, in the, since the early 2000s, which is my football watching time, um, and since then, that they've been relevant in the SEC, which is not an easy thing to do. You know, we well, look, I mean, even Arkansas, who we've talked about a couple of times this year, who looks like trash, but effectively only, you know, could be three wins greater if they had scored like 10 more points across their time frame, like Tennessee has had a lot of years where they did the opposite of that. They were better than that. They, they get guys and, and I'm a big stadium guys, as I know that you are. And like to go to Rocky top play, you know, play towards the checkerboards, have a hundred thousand fans coming at you. It's a pretty, it's a pretty college football centric. I, I, I don't know if I want to say iconic, but, but leaning towards iconic and and definitely not as much as the Rose Bowl but the Rose Bowl is that and more and and wearing the gold top is UCLA um being being able to just represent UCLA which everybody knows um across the nation that UCLA is is a good college is a good sports school um is in the LA area like it's it's big it resonates so I can I can I like the comparison against you know towards Tennessee because it's not Alabama level, which I would m- way more put USC closer to Alabama in the you know in the SEC, Pac-10, Pac-12 comparison. Um, yeah, but USC's not really close to Alabama either. But, USC, but my, like I, for, here's the thing: Alabama laps everybody. Really, of course, of course. But my surprised. but I guess my point is at the top of their conference. Right at the oh, top, like, okay. like USC is has regularly touched the top of the Pac-10 and the Pac-12 um, over sure. the last twenty years, and UCLA has not, which is the similar case for Tennessee. So, like, it's a good comparison. I, I should note that there's three uh, Pac-12 teams above USC in this ranking, uh, and that yeah, and that honestly makes sense. But I, but I'm like I'm okay with that comparison. I think that's a good spot. But I I still would lean at lean towards Tennessee as being the greater. Of the two, having a better time over the last twenty years, um, as compared to UCLA, they really haven't. UCLA has has had. It's been they've been like like a Duke or Kentucky in that the the basketball has been quality. Maybe not on a Kentucky or Duke level, but but at a much higher level than the football. Um, even though the institution may 
may allow for uh, the bias of football being good. I don't know if I said that right, but I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I wonder, because now that I said that, I think that the USC job, I think in a general sense, I don't know enough specifics to really go to bat for this if somebody told me otherwise, but I think in a general sense, I think as far as job prestige, the USC job is at the same level as the Michigan and Washington job. Agreed. Definitely. Or, sorry, agree. me, as the as the Washington and Oregon job. Sorry, not the Michigan and Washington job. As the Washington and Oregon job, the USC job is equal to or better. If all three of those jobs went open and they were offering the same amount of money, I would expect somebody to probably take the USC job first. Yeah, and, and I maybe agree, maybe I agree the with that. Oregon job, but I think I think the USC job is is number one. I, I think so, right? and I actually think it's closer to Michigan than than it is Oregon. Right. Well, and I think so too. And even though I think that the Oregon job is a good job, very and good a lot job, of benefits. Yes. I don't know if it's like, and some school, some of these schools are higher in this ranking because they've had a good situation. They've had a good coach there mm-hmm. that has made the job become a great job or a circumstance that's made the job become a great job where in some cases the institution in a general sense is better than the job is. For example, Wisconsin has been a better program over this period of time than USC or UCLA has. But I don't know that the Wisconsin job is particularly a greater thing than the UCLA job or USC job. I think those I would agree. have just as better a chance or maybe even a better job than the Wisconsin job. So, yeah. but, I, but I also wondered why is UCLA, the UCLA job that way? And it's because I think people th- believe that their coaches haven't been super strong. They have. And honestly, yeah, they really but, haven't. But they're still 32nd. They're still in the middle of the Pac-12, which means if you get a strong coach, like Chip Kelly was a strong coach, and then he came back and the game had already adapted to him. Right, um, right. Uh, but if you ha- if you found a strong coach, if you got uh, the guy that's coaching at Louisville this year, um, if you got him there and he was coaching there, you might go, oh, crap, this team actually, you know, this UCLA team might have needed, might have won two more games because uh, they've honestly. got a coach, a modern coach that knows what's going on. That's very versus true. Chip Kelly, who who might be out of the game. Anyway, uh, I didn't want to spend a huge amount of time on that, but it just made me think specifically about the UCLA job because instantly in my brain I think the UCLA job is a good job, and then I think, why do I think that? Uh, and honestly, and I think that again, yeah, we don't, we you know, we we got some games to get into, so we'll do that. And I, but I think that this is a good. Um, this is a good pre-conversation um, to one that I hope that you and I can have later on on the nature of what what it what does it mean to be good um, in college in college football and and some part of that is the prestige of the school and I think that UCLA and because I'm I'm right there with you like like UCLA in my mind is a very prestige like prestigious job but but yeah. that's just because. It's UCLA, but not because of the results on the field. Because there's honestly, there's never been a moment in my college football watching lifetime that I was like, let's go UCLA. They're going to go to a BCS Bowl. They're going to go to the college football playoff. They're going to do any of that. There's never been, it's legitimately never been a thing. However, in my mind, I've always kind of put them there. And I've always kind of thought that they should, even though I knew inevitably that they won't. So it's an interesting sort of thing how... 
as college football fans, you, you and I included, we we sort of pamper particular schools based on their situation, you know, whether it be previous or current, um, and allow that to really paint the picture of what that 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 particular university should be when maybe they shouldn't deserve that because honestly. In the time, just in the Pac-12 time, as, as you know, we've stated that we're Utah. We're we're from Utah. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to decide right now if we're Utah fans. I'll, I'll I'll let everybody else decide that if you've heard us talking. But but like Utah has had a way better time in the Pac-12 than UCLA has the entire time the Pac that Utah has been there. And Utah has not been in the Pac, whether that was the 10 or the 12, as long as UCLA has. And so. It's it's interesting to think, or it's interesting conversation to have about like what do why do we think just like you're saying why do we think that a team is good, and and then and then if you do think that a particular university is good, I said team, but university is good, then what brought you to that conclusion? And I think a lot of times in college football, um, Texas is a great example of this. Um, it, Miami also a good example of this. It was more about a particular moment in time than it was about the overall experience, the overall uh, win loss of the school at any moment. Yeah, I mean, uh, UCLA has never been, has not ever been a terrible program. Even their bad years, in general, are are not so bad. Except Chip Kelly did have a three and nine season, but it was his first year, so. Right. Um, and since 2000, UCLA has had like three 10 win seasons, right? So, three 10 win seasons in tw- 13 years, eh, not bad. It's no, the kind of thing that makes good. you think they could always do it. Right. And I think that's what tricky. Like, for example, Utah. I love Utah. I don't think anybody thinks U- the Utah job is a prime job. No, I, I 100% that, agree. That program was built by Whittingham. Yep. Not that there was some awesome infrastructure there around him. So that's a tough job to follow. Utah could absolutely fall off the map. Yeah, they could turn into Iowa State very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. God, and, yes. They could yeah. turn into BYU. They could turn into BYU. Right? Yes, very true. So, all right, all right. Well, Interesting. let's... Get into our week 13 games, the last week of the college football regular season. Well, but I guess we're talking about and 12 and then 13 is is Army or just like the last? Is this the no. rivalry? Oh, Thir- oh, I'm back one. Thir- I'm back one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. We got 13 is this week, then conference championship week, yep. then Army-Navy. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm back one. Yes, yes. I'm with you now. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how this works. So we've got a, f- a handful of games to talk about for this upcoming week, but uh, we got the last big week uh, here to go. So uh, let's see. First game to mention is that Eastern Michigan got bowl eligibility. They beat Buffalo twenty-four to eleven. Just you know, there's like six, seven MAC te- MAC teams made bowls hey, this year. Right. So nice season, nice yeah, season out there. Yeah. Some great action. You know, I will. It's usually I've I've been preaching. I've been preaching on watch Sun Belt football, which I still I still want to keep preaching that. Go watch Sun Belt football. But the MAC usually the MAC like occupies that space in my head um and this year it's been a little lesser however it is the the teams in the mac have not um disappointed 
in that they've been very Mackey, they've been very Maction, they've managed to, to pull out a lot of even, you know, even records or better um, to be able to get to some bowls, and I'm happy about it. Look, I love directional Michigan um, getting getting in, so I'm, I'm down for it. You know, Central Michigan, which we'll talk about in a, in a bit, hasn't been able to, it wasn't able to, to snag the sixth win, but they were right there, and I think that's the case for a lot of MAC teams. It was right there, and, and any other year they probably could have been. So good year for the MAC. I'm happy to see it. Happy to see Eastern Michigan, Eastern Michigan yeah. get in. There's a lot of teams that I thought were going to collapse uh, down the stretch that didn't. Yeah. And so there ended up being some interesting – like there's like whatever the matching would be happening, it would be like one game that's not interesting and then a couple of games that teams are kind of close. And yeah. So it's like, yeah, great. I love it. Yep, totally. Yeah, totally. Uh, the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving where Ole Miss beat Mississippi State 17-7. to uh, I had this game on uh, as I was after I was kind of running around from Thanksgiving. It wasn't a particularly well played game. It was tight and it was weird, which is what happens in uh, egg bowls. Uh, Old Miss though gets their tenth win. Yeah, I, I I also I watched most of this game too, and and I think and we've talked about them a couple of times. And even though on the stat sheet it doesn't look great. But Jackson Dart, I think, has really been the difference maker for Ole Miss throughout the year. He's just been a really, a really solid. Well, him and, and Quinchon Judkins have both been very steady for Ole Miss. Some some people that that bitch ass Lane Kiffin can can really like rely on. And so, <laughs> so look, I mean, I'm I'm uh, it was it was cool to watch. I've been I I am a fan, even though I'm not a fan of Lane Kiffin. I am a very big fan of Dart. Um, he only had 96 yards passing, and he went 14 for 26. So on the stats, it wasn't huge, uh, but he really, as I watched the game, he really felt like the heartbeat of the team. He really kept things consistent. Um, and then the the main man um, was uh, Quinchon Judkins, and he had 119 yards rushing, a touchdown on 20, and a touchdown on 28 carries. Didn't have positive EPA, which is interesting, but I think that I think that is more that. Mississippi State had a better time against the Ole Miss offense than than him having a bad day. Um, and Mississippi State really came and said, "Hey, we're going to play this Egg Bowl, and we're really going to make you make you come, you know, bring it." Um, and I think that's what happened. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of work in in each play. Each play took took more yards than it should. Um, and that's just what happens when good defenses play. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. each play takes more. Uh, takes more offense, takes more yards than the, what value is there. But doesn't mean if you play really, if you play good defense back, you're going to win, and that's what they did. Yep, yep. Uh, good for them. Good for them. Uh, we've got two other ten game winners in the early period: Oklahoma sixty nine, Texas Christian forty five. Oklahoma with a big win at home, and Iowa gets thirteen points. In uh, just a wacky as crap ass game, to beat Nebraska thirteen to ten. Nebraska just misses out on bowl eligibility. The 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 Iowa game was uh, was absurd. I, I can't even. It would take us the rest of this podcast to describe all the things that would happen. Yeah. If you have a minute, you're listening yeah. to us. Just pause us for a second. Go to YouTube. Go to ESPN. Go look at the highlights for this game because they were absurd. But. Yeah, but what we know about Iowa, Iowa has done the thing that you and I have talked about for the last last two years with Kansas State. Just Kansas State just plays their game, and I think Iowa has just played their game. That's what they do, and that's kind of why I think they're a little. 
they're a little dangerous. Now, are they going to beat Michigan? No. I, I'm, I, I understand. I'm not, I'm not a silly person. I'm not juvenile in my thoughts. But the fact that Iowa has just kept to their game all year and managed to pull out these unders. This game was under. It was 20. The, the over the over under was 24 and a half points, and this game came in at 23 points, which is just amazing. Um, maybe Iowa can actually just sit down and 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 really disturb Michigan. I think we'll I think we'll know more about Michigan at the end of that game than than I think Michigan wants us to know. Uh, but Iowa's been fun to fun to just watch play this whole year. And then you know, shout out. I'm generally a hater of. Of the Sooners, just because Bob Stutes is a dumbass in the 2000s, but but I'm okay with OU doing what they've done. They missed they missed um, the Big 12 championship game um, this year. Shout out to uh, the Oklahoma State Pokes um, getting getting it done. But they've been they've been surprising to me, Oklahoma. I didn't expect them to be quite as good as they were this year, and they've they've done everything that they needed to. Well, almost everything that they've needed to, and and they're gonna have a nice little bowl season to end the year on a positive thing and hopefully that can carry this into next year yeah 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 i i think look they could absolutely have a great end of their season by beating texas like that would give them everything they could dream of to to kick texas out of the opportunity to wait one wait is it to, them oh sorry no no it's oh, oklahoma state okay, i forgot okay, cool. you were stressing forgot. me out you were stressing they, me they, out i don't know no, that was my bad i forgot that they they blew their chance yes to do it so they don't even get a shot at it so too bad for them well their season ends it's still it's still a nice little season yeah yeah 10 wins it's is a huge ni- a nice little season yeah 10 yeah, wins nice post lincoln rally they lost early. yeah yeah it's nice it's a nice little season they lost their uh, they lost their OC, I believe, just took the job at, uh, yes, Jeff Lebby took the job at Mississippi State. Uh, I think he's kind of a prick, but uh, whatever. I mean, yeah. it's obviously a, it's a thing you got to have to just deal with right. is getting a new offensive coordinator there. So they're going to have to live with that in the bowl time and next year. But, yeah, nice little season, uh, as you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and that's the only reason that I even spent this much time is I thought that they were the ones playing in the <laughs> conference championship nope. game, but they're not. Nope. So they were so. only worth a, hey, you got 10 wins, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this now because I don't want to forget, and just like I just did, I want to actually say what the conference championship games are. Oh, so when good. we get to those teams in the teams – it adds a little extra context that I might forget until we get to that point. And I don't want to do that. So, so first off, we have the uh, Conference USA Championship game, which is New Mexico State facing Liberty. Amazing. Uh, Liberty Let's is a go. 10.5-point favorite. I would love to see New Mexico State win that game. They're not going to, to but I would also yeah. love. Yeah, I would love to see that. Ten and three season overall. New Mexico State seven and one in conference. Just a, just a great, yeah. just a crazy situation. Awesome. The fact that I'm even saying those words is fantastic. It's great. You Win know. over Auburn. Yeah, oh, like, huge, big huge, deal. big deal. I I would love to see him beat Liberty, but I don't think they're going to do it. I don't and think that so either. Probably means that Liberty makes the. Well, no, I think. Uh, hold on, I'm going to hold that thought. Okay, let's move on. Uh, the Pac-12 championship game. So this is Friday. Uh, this is also on Friday. Uh, the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, Oregon uh, versus Washington. I believe that's a neutral site game. Um, 
this sadly doesn't have the. Oh, here we go. This does have. If I do it this way, it has the stadium. So it's going to be San Francisco, I assume. Yeah, this one's going to. No, it's going to be Legion. It's Vegas. That's right. It's the Vegas game. Yeah. So it'll be pretty neutral crowd. Yeah. Or at least it has the opportunity to be a neutral crowd. It's going to be nuts. Oregon is a nine and a half point favorite. Oregon nine is and a half. Census favorite. Yeah. Because wow. they've been playing like they've been playing crazy. Lights. I've looked at a lot yeah. of the numbers. They're they look like the complaint that because you get Texas fans that are like, hey, our our win is better than Oregon's best win, which is true, but their loss is much worse than Oregon's. Much loss. worse. Oregon's loss. It's like is not even close. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to jump them. Um, and so if they don't jump them, if Texas doesn't jump Oregon after these games, which only will happen if Oregon loses or if Oregon plays really close and Texas just absolutely blows out Oklahoma State. And even then, yeah, it's going to be close. Oregon, by beating Washington, will move up to, you know, depending on what happens in the other two games, will be no worse than three, I would, I would guess. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon jumps... Florida State, um, if they beat Washington, depending on how they well they beat Washington. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, it's, and Florida State has done Florida State. Unfortunately, just because the ACC, which is a thing that we've talked about pretty regularly um, for the Pac-12 in in our lifetime, in my lifetime, just talking college football with you is is that the the overall conference kind of destroys itself, and that's kind of what happened. Like if Louisville was was clean all year. Florida State goes into the ACC championship, beats Louisville. Then I have no question about them getting the fourth spot. It's going to be totally fine. They just they did everything they needed to. But the fact that Louisville, you know, loses to Kentucky, and and late, which doesn't matter for the ACC, but just from the look of the committee, doesn't look good. Like Florida State has problems now. If they go into the ACC championship and win fifty nine to fourteen, I think that that probably d- deserves them, you know, lets them get in, uh, probably. Uh, but it's going to be tough because the Oregon loss is to Washington. And if they win the rematch, like, I can't, even an undefeated Florida State, it's going to be tough, I would assume, for teams to, for Florida State to hang out in the top four just because of what the ACC yeah. did to itself. Here's the thing. I don't think you can take a team that goes undefeated in the ACC and also has a win against LSU. I don't think you can tell that team they can't play in the tournament. I, like, even if I think, even though I think Oregon is better and I think Oregon is probably more deserving, a major conference undefeated champion beating a 10-win team in the conference championship game and beating beating what's going to end up being a three loss but very good LSU team early season it's just a good matchup to have on the schedule i don't think you can keep that team out i just don't think you can my debate is is michigan state in 2016 just cuz they were weird enough that it was like and that was the that was when the committee was like we're going to pick who we th- think who we want versus what, and now in that particular year, it didn't matter. It was always going to be Clemson, Alabama, um, to, to be in the final. But, but like the fact that the fact that the committee went, you know, let's, let's have this other team that we think, because I remember that year and I remember when they made the pick for it, I went, 
we Michigan State is going to get absolutely housed by that year, and they lost thirty-eight to nothing. They didn't even score a single point in their semifinal game against Alabama. Now, twenty-six Alabama was a crazy team, and I don't want to. I don't want to dissuade that. So, like Michigan State had a very uphill battle. But my point really is that the committee in that year and and other years, I have to keep looking through these ones, have have gone to who's who they believe is the best team, not who is the most deserving. And I think we may be running into that situation for Oregon because on, you know, as we look over things, Oregon is the better squad, the better looking squad than Florida State, even though Florida State has a resume that says that they are deserving of being there. Right. Yeah, I, I... I don't know. I guess I don't know enough to know how I feel about if they always pick the best teams or if they pick a combination. My heart says, if I really looked back at it, I think there's some years where we would think that they picked the best teams, and some years we think that maybe they did. They gave some team there a resume. Um, a resume pick and some teams a quality pick, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. So, but uh, but I agree. If they are picking the four, as a matter of fact, here's where I think. I think when they put TCU in, just uh, last also, year, yeah, that's another great example. Yeah, that that was probably more of a resume thing than a quality thing. I, I, um, I would agree. I think if you I think if you put a gun to their head and they if you asked them, hey, is TCU was TCU one of the best four teams in the country? I think that they would say maybe not. Even though right? they beat Michigan and they went and then they got they got housed by Georgia. But yeah, I yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I would also I would also put um the year before Cincinnati making it in. That was right. the, that it, yes. the, that was the, the committee yep. really going, Well, this is the team that we think is the best, even though maybe they weren't necessarily the most deserving. And and this that Cincinnati right. team is very good, but they had no chance against Alabama. Um, Georgia, right. It was going right. to always be Georgia, right. Alabama. And so right. maybe they were – maybe the committee was alleviated by going, it doesn't really matter who the third and fourth team is because they're going to get housed by Alabama and Georgia, and then we'll just leave it. But this particular year is – there's enough of a mix-up that I think they're. I hope that they're going to have a very serious conversation of, of who's the best, and that's going to trump who's the most deserving. Because I think Florida State walks into the stadium against Georgia as the fourth seed. They're going to get. It's going to be painful. Like it's not going to be fun. No Jordan Travis. It's not going to be fun. For, a fun time for Florida State. But if Oregon walks into the stadium, you know, walks into whatever stadium against Georgia, that's a game. Yeah. See, the whole problem with this Florida State conversation is here's the thing. If Jordan Travis was playing, I would say, no, I don't think it's an absolute gimme that Georgia would beat Florida State. I agree. Georgia has I looked agree. just fallible enough yeah. that Florida State could absolutely win a tight field goal game. It's not like Georgia's offense was through the roof no. and their defense, though good, is not all time. Right. Right. Um, Right, I st- feel the same way about Michigan. I think Michigan is probably better than the rest of the teams. I would love to see Michigan, Oregon. Oh my God! Right. Oh my I God! Would, I, I would love to see that right now. Yes. Right? Agreed. 
definitely do, agree. Do I think Michigan beats Florida State? Absolutely. Do I think it's? Do I think that the line would be twelve? No. no. The line would be six. Yeah. And if it was a one-score game, you wouldn't walk away shocked. So, eh, fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's go through the rest of these real quick uh, because I'm already here. Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do the MAC championship, which is Miami of Ohio versus Toledo. Toledo's a seven and a half point favorite, and I'm say this: I watched Toledo play last week, um, and I thought to myself, that Toledo team could play with a decent amount of football teams. Like that Toledo team would probably be. The middle of the Big Ten this year, that Toledo team. Yeah. I'm impressed by by this general quality of the Toledo team. I I agree. I I think that I think that there has been a lot of times as we've spoken about Toledo throughout the year that I've thought they're definitively the best MAC team, but they are a MAC team. However, yes. I think at this point in, in the season, as we're coming to the end. I think that they've grown, um, as we talked about many times before with other teams. I think that they've grown to be in a situation. I also watched them play um, in their game last week. And and I think that they've grown to a level that they are dangerous. Are they are they more dangerous than James Madison or um, or who's the American lead or Tulane? I don't think so. Uh, but no, 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 no. Listen, let me make this very clear. I think Tulane could play with every, with all of the top fifteen teams uh, or fifteen down in the country. I think they could play with them easy, yeah. and I think they absolutely could upset one of the top top four through eight. Like I think Tulane is a good good football team. If they didn't have that injury um, to their quarterback against Ole Miss, and they beat Ole Miss, we're talking about a Tulane team. That is in playoff conversation. Yeah, and for sure. Would probably be an outside looking in team, but absolutely deserving. I think that they could play Florida State. I think the current yes. Florida State. 100%. I think they could play them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree. But but I think and Toledo, Toledo is not on that level. But no. they've they oh but, no no no. But but they've turned into a team that like Tulane. If if we watch Tulane Toledo Bowl, which I don't think that that would happen. It might. I, it might actually. I don't know. Um, if we watch that game, like I'm not, I think Vegas says it's it's Tulane five and a half. I think they probably are better than five and a half. I probably, I think they probably get, I think they probably get twelve and a half. All right. Well, I, I, I you're probably, I don't, I don't think you're wrong, but I think Toledo has been way better as recently, especially this oh, game yeah. that they've had this this week is going to be good, and I think. Even though Miami, uh, even though it would be cool to see the the Hawks, the Red Hawks from Miami, Ohio, it's the Red Hawks. Yes, uh, yes, it's the Red Hawks. Um, to see them, it would be cool to see them get the MAC championship. I don't think they really have have it in them, and I think Toledo is the real deal, Holyfield, in regards to the MAC, and they're going to run away with the MAC championship this year. Yeah, you'd think they, you'd think that they would. Like yeah. you'd think that they. They have positioned themselves to be the best team in a conference with six bowl teams. They've positioned themselves to 
to do that. Also, they beat Miami by three at Miami in October. And and so and Miami hasn't been great throughout the year, but in October they were pretty good. They were having a good time. Van Dyke was having a good time. We've talked about him quite a few times in this podcast. So like that was at the time it was a good win. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was. A, it was a very good win. Look, Miami's only lost to Miami of Florida, which you could not surprise that their Miami of Florida was better than their good football team this year. And Toledo. There That's you go. it. There That's you the go. only people they've lost to. So it's also a strong team. But Toledo was a field goal away from being undefeated. And so that's what we're talking about. They lost to the Illini at Illinois, thirty to twenty-eight. But again, that's about the level they are. Yeah, they're no, about yeah. right a field goal yeah. away from the middle to middle bottom of the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I agree. Yeah, that's that's what you would expect the MAC champion to be. That's what they kind of should be if everything's working. Right. I agree. It I should agree. be. And every so often, a really good team turns out to be like the fifth best team in the Big Ten. All yeah, right. great. So. All right, we have Oklahoma State versus Texas at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas for the Big 12 championship game, the final one of this kind Mm -hmm. um, that Texas and Oklahoma will be in before the Pac-12 runaways come in. Uh, Texas is a 14.5-point favorite, and Oklahoma State kind of dragged their butt into this in the end. Um, Texas should be considerably better, and they've been kind of impressive and so, yeah, Texas should win. I I think, yes. I think you're right. I think Vegas is right. 14 points feels totally fine, seems reasonable. I could see potentially Texas winning this by 16, whatever, 21. I could see that. The problem is Oklahoma State is not a good – it's not a great football team. The last two years they've been a weird – the weirdest type of football teams. Last year they were like – they were times – ranked way heavier than they should have been, but they we didn't have any evidence to say that they shouldn't be. And then they had games and then they got beat or whatever. Uh, every, as you folks who have been listening to this podcast for a while know, I'm a, I'm a Pokes fan. And so, and I like Gundy and I want Oklahoma State to be good. I want them to be better and be able to things. Gun to my head, Texas wins this game. How the problem is, Gundy does this thing where he coaches this, uh, coaches teams that at any point, on any day, at any time, whether that's a Wednesday at practice or Saturday at game time, they could beat anybody in the country. And and so I, it's going to be what Gundy and the Oklahoma State team decides it's going to be. And I say they decide. They don't decide. It's going to be however, if they just had a groove, they woke up on the right side of the bed or whatever. But I don't think it's definitive that Texas just walks into the Cowboy Stadium and beats this team 35-0. I I think that that's probably what's going to happen, but I think Oklahoma State could ruin Texas's life and they're it's perfectly possible. Man, I'm trying to think about if Oklahoma State now is as good as Kansas State was on November 4th when they took Texas to uh, overtime, uh, and I don't know the answer to that. So <laughs> right. I'm not going to try know. to think about it I don't too know much. If anybody does. I think Texas wins the season. I think I, so. I, I think I you're right. Have a hard too. Time Texas but but if if right. Oklahoma State wins, they win by a, a field goal. I'm not going to be shocked. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. If they're going to win, that's the way they're going to win is by keeping it close. Yeah, close and dragging, kicking and screaming to the end. Yeah, and, and look, Ollie Gordon has been having a freaking year this year, so they have weapons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, in a home game, Mountain West Championship game, UNLV versus Boise State, where Boise State is a two-point favorite because they've had an incredible end of their season to <sighs> get to where they were after finding their coach. And UNLV is going to end up having a great season even if they don't win this game, but it would be pretty crazy for them to be the Mountain West champions. It, like, we went to the... This was... The Mountain West went to the computers, right? They did. It ended yeah. up having to go to the computers. Yeah. Did, did so you, you find out... got to host... I asked, no, I didn't. Okay, find out. well, and, and it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Like whatever algorithm they decided is the one that they decided. It's fine. Um, but it was close. But man, I'll tell you what. The beginning of the, this season, I was expecting Boise State to be to be at the top of the the Mountain West. Um, I was also expecting Fresno State to be at the top of the Mountain West. Um, then we were a couple of games in, and I thought, oh, shit, Wyoming's good. They're going to be at the top of the Mountain West. And the whole time, Air Force was just beating that ass, and I thought they were going to be at the, be- the top of the Mountain West. And so, like, and even even a team, like, which which had nothing to do with the end of the season, but just is sort of a picture of what the Mountain West has been, Utah State, who I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of. You and I have watched many, many games up there in Logan, like, Utah State, I thought was going to be trash, and they ended their season four and four in conference and six yeah. and six overall. Like that, yeah, nice one. the Mountain West has been. I, again, I, I've been preaching watching Sunbelt football. Please go watch Sunbelt football. But like this has been the year of Group of Five, and I hope that you guys, as listeners, whoever you are, whenever you've listened, that you've really got into the Group of Five stuff because it's been so fun. And the Mountain West is like great. the the greatest picture of that. The fact that we have. Boise State, San Jose State, UNLV, all six and two in conference, and we had to go to computers, and we were, and Air Force just basically played themselves out of all of this. And Fresno State, and Air Force Fre- and Fresno State yep. were both, both cru- cruising to the championship game. I didn't think there was going to be any question that both of those two teams I were going to be. I 100% agree. We talked about Mikey Keene repeated times for Fresno State. I've been watching them throughout the year. He's he's had a great year. And and then they just they just sort of faltered at times. And and Wyoming also has been good. If you're if you're living in Laramie right now, you're you got I think you should be very excited about what's happening with your team. You had a great season. You win 8 and 4, you're going to go bowling. It's going to be a great time. And it's like so the Mountain West has just been so crazy. So I'm, I I love that UNLV got this far. I love that that it's going to be good. You know, it's going to be a UNLV Boise State final. It's unfortunate for San Jose State just because it feels like they they kind of they they I'm sure that they they want to be there definitely. And it's unfortunate that, that a computer decided that they weren't. And then obviously for the Air Force boys and girls, like the fact that they just looked so good, the best of the academies, even though they got beat by Army, like it's it's it was just a great Mountain West season. I'm excited for this game. I literally have no idea who's going to win. I hope it's UNLV, kind of. I also kind of hope it's Boise State. It's going to be a great champion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I did find out the rankings. So oh, cool. UNLV cool. was first, and I think it was just an average composite. I don't know how they did it, but UNLV finished first with a composite rating of 44.5. Uh, Boise State was second with a composite rating of 55.75, and San Jose State was third at 
So it was close. Interesting. Boise State and San Jose State. And just looking at the difference between UNLV and Boise State and Boise State and San Jose State, that five or so odd points were really close. And UNLV uh, was, it looks to be expected to be better than both of those teams in the computers, which is a surprise that uh, Boise State is the favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their coach, Danielson, um, Spencer Danielson, the interim coach, is the second coach in history to lead a team to a conference championship game taking over midseason. The other coach was Clay Helton at USC in 2015. Oh, wow, wow. That's cool. And I mean, uh, it brings it yeah. brings it really full circle. Look, if you can – and I think everybody, everybody up there in Idaho should be very excited for what's going to happen in years to come. You know, Boise State yeah. has always been – well, not always, but, but in my lifetime, you know, they beat Oklahoma with the Statue of Liberty play back in the early 2000s, which was crazy epic. Um, and they've, they've been around – for a while now, you know, if 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 Utah didn't exist, then Boise State may have been the other team that makes it to the pack um, outside of, you know, outside of Utah in the in our in the initial sort of re reshuffling of the conferences. So so Boise State having, you know, going into next year, potentially Mountain West champions with the new coach that that brought them to the promised land like that, that could be huge for Boise State. I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that, that everybody wants the coach to stay. Seems like he like I don't know if it's a good idea, but it seems like he um, has earned the right to. Yeah, this point. I, I, I especially think so. I mean, if they yeah, win the. Oh yeah. Oh, especially yeah. if they win the game. If they win the game, then he absolutely have to. Yeah, you gotta keep. Like, like what? No what question. else are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, there's no question. No one would be happy unless the guy said, no, you know what, you can bring in a coach, which I don't think anybody would like to. No. Um, I think you got to. So um, anyway, that should be a great game. That's the that's the early Saturday game. Well, not necessarily. It's a midday Saturday game. The early games were the MAC championship and the Big 12 championship. Uh, then we have the Sun Belt championship game, App State at Troy. Uh, Troy is a six and a half point favorite. Troy gets to play this at home. Uh, Troy, Abstate, an incredible kind of back half of the year because it kind of looked like they had lost the plot a bit, uh, but they end up scrambling and making it to the conference championship game, which is huge. Yeah. Um, I think there, I think there was a computer tiebreaker that was involved there uh, as well, but still, uh, awesome. And but Troy is a been kind of a monolith and uh they're like a top five defense still in adjusted defensive epa they're good they're good at efficiency and i think it's going to be really difficult for app state to get past all that yeah i yeah i agree i don't i think the true i mean the true we've talked about this quite a few times um throughout the year and how good this troy defense is and yeah and they're just a, i think they're you said efficiency i think they are a very efficient football realistically i think troy it's it's in the Sun Belt. it's james madison it's troy and then it's app state carolina old dominion no no no, no. app state carolina texas state um in the Sun Belt. um but you know james madison not being able to be a part of the party even though they are going to go bowling which is cool uh, very exciting yeah, for them. Awesome. So that's great that they at least get to be a part of the end of the year party, which is cool. But yeah, I just think it, without it being James Madison on the east side, App State and Coastal Carolina, although well, and Old Dominion have been good. 
um, throughout the year, but I, I don't think that they've been quite as good as the West side and especially not as good as Troy. So I expect that Troy's just going to grind App State down and they're, and it's, and they're, and App State's just not going to be able to do anything that they want to do and Troy's going to get the win. But, you know, maybe it'll be closer than that. I'm excited about the about the championship game. I've been watching, as everybody knows, I've been watching a ton of Sun Belt, so I'm excited about it. But I think it is. I think you're right. I think Troy gets it done. Um, pretty. pretty now, here's bad. the only trick to this. As as I've been looking at this, the East was by was was consistently better than the West. Yes, true. The West didn't have a team over 500 in the conference. Which means App State and Coastal and Old Dominion had to play App State and Coastal and Old Dominion. Right. And James Madison. All those teams had to play James Madison. Right. And so that's just an extra loss in there that, hey, if Troy had to play James Madison, which I want to say that. I, I want to look and see if they actually played each other uh, before I say that. Let's see. Oh, they did play. Oh, Troy did play James Madison. And that was Troy's one loss. Uh, uh, yeah, Madison. there you go. So, yeah, there you go. So maybe, but here's the thing, maybe Troy's not, maybe the, the other side is so much better, and so it, it will we'll be like, oh, App State's gonna, it's pretty good, and we'll be a little surprised, maybe we shouldn't be, because the East has just been a tougher gauntlet. I think so too, but I will say from a, you know, from a, from a building standpoint, like where we've, where we were and where we've come to over the course of the full season, like Arkansas State has been a t- the end of the year. Arkansas State has been good. Yeah, Texas State they were has better. built. Yeah, exactly. USA not awesome up and down, but like built to a thing. So, I mean, it, it, obviously we have to look at and, and here I'm going to pull it up as, as I'm saying this, but like you know when people when Troy caught teams, so they they played USA against. In like week, I don't know, was that week eight maybe, uh, November second, and beat them twenty-eight twenty-one, and then they beat Texas State the week before thirty-one thirteen, and they beat Arkansas State two weeks before that thirty-seven to three, and all of those yeah. teams, it might have just been too early maybe for those teams, like they weren't really what what they could have been. So, so, but I I think that Troy, or was it just too early because they played Troy, that, like you know what I mean? Right, like it right. couldn't start because Troy's just better than them. Yeah. And that's kind of where, and that's that's actually exactly where I was just about to go. Is like, like Troy did Troy, even though the east, uh, the, that side of the Sun Belt is not as good, um, the west side is not, is not as good as the east, and it's pretty definitive. Like Troy still did have to play pretty, like Texas State, Arkansas State, USA were they're not as good as App State, Old Dominion, and Coastal Carolina, but they're. They're nothing, nothing to snuff at, and so I think Troy, Troy proved that their defense is real, and like they've only had 104 points scored on them all year, which is which is 36 points less than anybody. When the next team is James Madison with 140, so look, the Troy defense is real shit. Now that they don't have to play James Madison, they have a chance to be Sun Belt champions, and I don't know if App State's got it. Yeah, I mean, I think Troy is better, but I just. When I first said that out loud, I thought, oh, yeah, they're easily better. And then the more I think about it, the more I go, the only team that they played out of the other side was James Madison, and they lost. Yeah, right, right. So who's 16, to say? Yeah, you know? that's true. I know. I'm excited yeah, about it. Watch Sunbelt football, guys. Watch Sunbelt football. Let's do it. Let's do it. In the American Athletic Conference, the team that we've talked about a little bit already, uh, Tulane, the Green Wave, have a home game where they're a four-point favorite against SMU. Tulane, at the same time I was thinking, hey, Toledo is probably a middle-of-the-country, a middle-of-the-Big Ten strength team. 
uh, Tulane absolutely would be in the top three spot in the Big Ten. They could compete yeah, they, for a Big yeah, Ten championship. They, really could. they could. They they absolutely. I think I think that there's a good chance they would be in the ACC championship game. I think that they're that good that they would be in the, they would I think that they would be not only do I think that they would be in the Big 12 championship game I think if they got a line in a neutral field against Texas right now Texas would still be like a a, a 7 point favorite but that might be it uh, you're, that might be it in that conference you're not wrong so, yes, you're not wrong with Hennigan with so a Tulane, healthy Hennigan like Tulane is real yeah. Yeah, and I say all that they can lose by two touchdowns to SMU. Is that just the way <laughs> really? this works? I, it is honestly, you're not. <laughs> it's I, I don't think that that's going to happen. But you're, but you're not. I don't wrong. either. You're not wrong. But, I don't either. But I think Tulane has done. I I I think that the real deal. I think they're going to do. I think they're going to go. You know, get, getting to play at home, which is is obviously a luxury. SMU is dangerous, very dangerous. Could could win it, oh, but yeah. I think Tulane ekes it out. Did you? Are you looking at the line? What's the line? Four. Four? Yeah, yeah. That feels like uh, like I expect Tulane to win this by a touchdown. Um, I do too. Yeah. I think they win by seven or ten. Right, yeah. Seven or ten or 14. You know, they get a late touchdown going away. They're just just, just a talent advantage, especially on defense, kind of. the Their defense against the SMU offense. There should be an advantage there. And you start seeing, you know, highlights of them. Three of their guys celebrating somewhere, running down the field somewhere, and they just, they just win. Yeah, but I don't I agree. even think they've got to grind it out. But, but I just wouldn't fall over shocked. This is the this is the team that if I if you said, look, they figured out how to put forty eight and they went forty eight thirty eight because they turned it into a shootout somehow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Now, in a game that I would be less surprised. Uh, if a random shootout formed the SEC championship game in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia versus Alabama. Georgia is a five and a half point favorite. Uh, Alabama, which we'll get back to when we get there, but Alabama absolutely peed all over themselves and somehow won the Iron Bowl. Um, (laughs) If they think they can play anywhere near that, Against the Georgia Bulldogs, this is going to be ugly. This is going to be twenty-one to nothing. Now, I think that they're going to be way more prepared, and rivalry game is what rivalry game is, and that won't be the case. But certainly, of the teams that look like they have an opportunity to have a game like that, Alabama's been more than that than Georgia has been. Yeah, and he, I mean, and here's here's the bitch. Saban is is the bitch about this whole thing. As I was looking, as you were talking about earlier, the you know the previous, the previous uh, you know college football playoffs in this in the four team era, out of the years, Alabama has only missed being in the college football playoff one year, two years, mm-hmm. and that was twenty twenty three, and then they missed in uh, twenty twenty, which twenty twenty is obviously a super weird year, um, and Saban is. It's not. It's we. We don't need to do the who's the best coach of all yeah, time. Yeah, but wait. That twenty. That twenty twenty could be from the nineteen ninety nine season. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. From the twenty nineteen season. Yeah, yeah. You might be right. And oh, LSU. Sorry, yeah, and LSU was a freaking monster. LSU. That was one of the best college football teams of all yeah. time. That LSU team. So they. Here, LSU the won the the SEC championship that game that year. 
Yeah, that has to be right because the first one you said was 2023 and the 2023 playoffs haven't happened yet. Oh, there you so go. So you've got to be talking about the playoffs yeah. from the year before. Yeah, yeah. So that's 2019-20 going into 2020. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, right. were, we were right before the pandemic had started at that point. Yes. So, so but, yes. but in that whole time, since 2015, Alabama has only not been in the playoff two times, which is bonkers. And right. that's because of Saban. Saban is Saban. He's, yep. we don't, there's, if, if, if right now you're listening to me say this and you're saying, I don't know if Nick Saban is the best coach of all time. I, I don't know who you are and I don't know why you're even listening to us. If that's what you think. Cause it's just so definitive how good he is, what he's done. And, and even though I think that Alabama, especially with the iron bowl, um, look, I think that Alabama is the lesser team here. I think Georgia is going to win the SEC championship and play a very good game against whoever they get in the semifinal of the college football playoff, Saban is still fucking Saban. The fact that we're even talking about Saban in the SEC championship after the beginning of this year just highlights to me how great he is and how great and what he does to his teams and what he does what's going on. So do I think Georgia's going to win? Gun to my head? Yes. But... Is it guaranteed? I don't think it's guaranteed. What what was the line? Did you say? Uh, the line is six or five and a half. Five and a half. That's yeah. I think Vegas. No, I think Vegas went. Let's just be safe here. You know, it's fucking saving. Yeah. It's the SEC championship game. It's it's to get into the playoff potentially. Like, let's play it safe here. And I think five is on. And if Saban gets this done and he wins by seventeen or ten, which I could fucking see, like. I am I gonna be shocked? Not really, honestly. Yeah, I, 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 I think that if the situation we have here is we've got the other, just let me just mention the other two championship games quick, more quickly because I don't think that we. Some of this will build into what I'm talking about, but I don't know how much we have to say because we've said a lot about them already. Uh, Louisville versus Florida State, the ACC championship game in Charlotte, North Carolina. Florida State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Damn. And Michigan and versus Iowa. Michigan is a 23-point <laughs> favorite in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Uh, the over-under is 35-and-a-half, oh, and I believe Iowa's team, team over-under is five points. All, um, all of the words that you just said were crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. The whole thing is nuts. Everything. Um, Iowa, twenty-three, Florida State. That's wild. Yep. Yep. So I think we can both safely say there's absolutely a possibility for Louisville to beat Florida State. Yes. And if Louisville beats Florida State, Florida State's totally eliminated. Yeah, it's done. Florida State's done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Even winning makes it iffy, but if they lose, it's It's done. done. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, If Michigan loses to Iowa, Michigan is not done. Because Michigan has quality wins. Yes, I agree. And so Michigan would just be right in the bubble of all of the other one-loss uh, one loss teams, even if they lose to Iowa, which, again, not a gimme. I don't think they should. I think that they should probably handle Iowa easily. I think so, too. Uh, but, but Iowa's exactly the kind yes. of team that could drag that thing yes. into a into a 10-7 to 7 game. Yeah. But considering the other defenses, the other quality teams Michigan has played, I think Michigan's fine. I don't think that's a big deal. I think so, too. But I, I, but I could do All right. So, here we go. Let's say... Let's just go with favorites right now. Okay, we're just, just going to go favorites. So, we're going to say Oregon beats Washington. Okay. okay? We're going to say Texas beats Oklahoma State. Okay. 
I'm going to say Georgia beats Alabama. Mm-hmm. Florida State beats Louisville. Mm-hmm. Michigan beats Iowa. If that all happens, I would imagine that Oregon would take the four spot. That's what I would imagine. I think, uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be tight. It's going to be real tight with Texas. And there's going to be valid arguments both directions. But I think Oregon gets it because both because of the fact that the quality of that win will be equal to the quality of Texas's best win, yeah. which will be against a two-loss Alabama team at that point. Right. I don't even think it's actually even going to be that close. I take it back. I don't even think it's going to be that close because Alabama loses. Now, here's the trick. Alabama beats Georgia, right? Well, then there's two one-loss spots to put in, and I think Texas and Oregon both get them. And so you'll have Alabama, Michigan, Texas, and Oregon. Well, but I forget about Florida State. Florida State's in there too still because they've won, right? But I don't. Again, though, know, I don't know if I don't know if they are. I don't just because they're undefeated in ACC championships. Are they? Are they with no Jordan Travis? Again, I think the committee is historically looked at the totality of things and not just. The, the nature of, of, of like how the schedule looks, what's your record? And so like with no Jordan Travis is Florida State, regardless of if they beat Louisville, like a Louisville team that just beat, that just lost to Kentucky is is yeah but it's still a 10 win Louisville team. I, I, I get it, I get it but 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 I think the other thing about the the about the committee is that they're very recency biased. And so like the fact that Louisville just got beat, and then they and then and then Florida State beats them. I mean, if Florida State wins for fifteen out of fourteen or something, fine. But like Bo Nix, a healthy Bo Nix, and this Oregon, this Oregon total team, which I was talking shit earlier. I'll, I'll, I'll lay on that flag. Like the defense has been good, as as you've shown to me in your you know in your in your analysis. Like the defense is pretty good EPA wise. The offense is very good EPA wise. Like. Can if if Florida State goes into I think the questions that they're going to ask is if Florida State walks into a stadium with Georgia, do they just get beat up? And is that the same for Oregon? I, I don't think it is. So here's what I think. I think that I think that Oregon jumps them. I think so too. Jumps jumps Florida State, but I don't think Texas. Does. I yes, I agree with that because I don't because there's no way that the Texas win I, I, again. This is barring like one blowout, one tight game. Right. right? If Texas absolutely just blows the skirt off of uh, Oklahoma State and Florida State wins by an overtime, right? Yeah. Right. Then yes. Florida State probably gets bumped down. Yeah. But both, let's say both of them will win by 10-ish points or, you know, you know something like that. Mm-hmm. They win a reasonably close game. Then nothing about those wins changes the perspective that the committee should have on both of those teams. And they, they could have put, they, 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 they had Texas two spots away from Florida State, which is some kind of how the math has to work. Mm-hmm. But... There, nothing, nothing would change that much for there to be a reason why they would think Texas is better than Florida State now after those games, assuming that they both win reasonable amounts. So those games are at least 
somewhat down to how well the teams both play, which is which goes to your recency bias point. Yeah. Right. If Florida State comes out and looks really good without Jordan Travis, then I think they're fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really, I, no I think, matter I what think, Texas does. Yeah. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, obviously, Michigan is fine, and Michigan is probably okay, even if they lose. To Iowa, yeah. As long as they don't get, they don't lose twenty-one to nothing. Or something. Yeah, which, even if they lose right to Iowa, then they they will be in the competition in that spot, right? Like the, nobody, nobody outside of the top eight can get in at this point. Missouri yeah. can't get in. No, Louisville can't get in. No, Penn State, Oklahoma, you know, none of, none of those teams. Yeah. The only team that even had a little bit of a chance of a conversation was Louisville before they lost to Kentucky. Right. And they not lost to Kentucky. They could beat Florida State and have a and have a conversation, even though they'd have to be on the outside because they've got the worst loss of anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the greater so, scenario would be like, like if we have the two, if let's say Michigan loses, I think even if they, I, I'm, I'm with you, I think even if they lose, it doesn't matter, like they still get in. But in that situation, we could see two SEC teams or two, um, Pac-12 teams make it like I could see Washington, Oregon both getting in potentially, or Alabama, Alabama, Georgia both getting in. Like I could, I could, if that if they lose and then there's some scramble that happens that that says there's a there's two teams other than that that deserve to get there. I wouldn't like I wouldn't be salty about it. I I think I think it would still I think I would still think that Michigan deserves there and Michigan is in my opinion I I think Michigan is the only team. Michigan and Oregon are the only teams that can realistically defend, you know, can beat uh, Georgia for the national championship at this point, just based on Kirby Smart's coaching and stuff, even though the offense is, you know, in the air a bit. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I, I can't – it would be hard for me to think that that Michigan losing to Iowa matters that much. They kind of won their, their – and I'm saying this in finger quotes – their conference championship game already. Yes. No, I don't disagree. I think Michigan, I think the only the only problem that you're going to have is that Ohio State's still here. Right. They're I, the only team in the top eight that aren't playing a game. And that goes against them a little bit because they're not playing in a game. But they're not playing in a game. They can't lose on Saturday. That's true. They have lost the last game they can lose, That's true. which is a positive and a negative. One, they lost the last game they can lose. Right, and they really lost to what was the best team on their schedule um, that they could play. And the Penn State win is still a good win. Is it an amazing win? No, it's not really going to be much better of a win than a Florida State win against Louisville. Right. right. So obviously, a, Flo- a, a Florida State that wins is higher. Now, I'd love for the rankings, for the, the current rankings, to be out because the current rankings would say a whole lot about how this is going to shake out. Yeah. And so some of this is just us. Talking when the current rankings could solve this by moving right. people into specific spots right. where uh, where this would where say I know and, it, but, and it's kind of funny I mean, so, of all the of all the weeks for us to do our first ever early recording it's, it's right this it's week. probably but the worst let's, one let's it's probably the worst time <laughs> we could yeah any other any other week we would already know the answer to these questions but I'm, I, it's kind of nice and I like yeah. if we can look let's just look I'll, I'll I'll state right now the AP doesn't matter AP doesn't matter obviously we know this it's the college football playoff that's the big deal but right now the AP is. Is Georgia one, Michigan at two, Washington three, Florida State four, Oregon five, Ohio State six, Texas seven, Alabama eight, and then the nine after that is, is what we talked about. So, I, I, 
they've been different, the AP and the college football playoff up there. The current college football playoff that we have for the top eight is Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, Washington 4, Florida State 5, Oregon 6, Texas 7, Alabama 8. So, you know, pretty close. So if we can use the more updated you know, AP. Using the AP poll is good. Yeah. I like that. Using no, the, the AP, AP poll is good because Go ahead. having Ohio State at 6, that puts, them an, that puts another school between Florida State and Texas and Alabama. Right. And so that's what tells me that if Florida State wins, they're going to be fine. I think, uh, yeah, right? yeah, I think you're right. And Florida State wins, I think they're fine. I don't. I just don't see a circumstance where they're going to leave them out. Yeah, unless um, they just believe that Oregon is the better team, which they've done in the past. And, and, that, and they, well, I could see Oregon jumping them if they win the Pac-12 championship as they, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a, handed, a handily way. Yeah, and though that's not wrong, and I think there's obviously a circumstance where they could decide that the Washington win is going to be better than the Louisville win. And so they didn't. They were okay with putting them underneath because they're going, well, if the Oregon wins, we're going to move them up, right? But they've at least, assuming that we're going to make a, a, a bad assumption, but assuming that this is what the playoff rankings were, if they thought Oregon was better, they're supposed to be not doing a predictive ranking it's supposed to be the best teams in order yeah like as so if it they is. thought they were better they would have oregon higher and if they thought they were better though obviously there's a circumstance where both teams wins could make one team look better than the other it means oregon has to do something more than florida state to show they're better yeah now yeah. i say all that knowing that just beating washington could be the thing mm-hmm. but it's not like washington's looked amazing no honestly they've been at just the been, end of the season yeah right? they've been squeaking out i said it to you in in the in the text like they've been are you and tyler it's like they've been they've been doing the just win on no matter what type things which is great for for being 12 and 0 which they love you love yeah. being 12 and 0 but from a look standpoint like it's not been awesome there's been shaky there's been quite yeah. a few shaky moments for Washington so yeah it's been, it's been shaky but they haven't lost right and there's still a valuable win for Oregon but it's not like it's an earth-shattering no win. and if Washington beats Oregon a second time doesn't matter how they win it's true it doesn't matter in a seven overtime right it doesn't matter right. they're in no problem yeah I agree right? I agree and then maybe Florida State also and and the first four teams georgia michigan in the apu georgia michigan washington florida state are the only undefeated schools in the top right. 25 according to the ap yes. so you know so like just from a from a we talked about this earlier like from a resume standpoint in theory it really like from a who's the most deserving it should be if if the all those teams go 13 and 0 in their championship games right that that for a Georgia Florida State semifinal and a Michigan Washington semifinal, like even though even though you know Oregon and Ohio State, there should be a conversation for them being in. Like, could could anybody really be mad that that we have no, the four no. undefeated teams playing for a national championship? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, it means and that and if that the way that works out, it means everybody has two losses except for Texas. Oh, true. Right? Yes. It means everybody's yes. got two losses except for Texas yes. and Ohio State. Yes. Both of those teams are gonna are, are gonna be at one loss, but Ohio State will be off of a loss and Texas will be off of a win against Oklahoma State. 
it's hard for me to think that there's any way they could drop the, that Texas could jump those four teams uh, yeah. without beating be... Oklahoma State seventy-two to nine. I, yeah, I agree. Even still, I don't think that they. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm with you. Don't think they yeah, I'm with you. They could, and would I be absolutely shocked? I guess I could be absolutely shocked. But if all four of those teams, the four undefeateds, win, um, their their wins are, are better than every other team's losses, and their losses are better than every other team's losses because they don't have exactly. Them. Yeah, so um, it would be tough. I mean, so, it would be tough to debate like Florida, <laughs> you know, Florida State, even though you're playing a wishy uh, an at the end of the year wishy washy Louisville team. I, I say that. I mean, it's still a quality yeah. squad. Like Florida State, yeah. they did everything they were supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. You beat you beat in a in a in a conference championship game. You beat a team that played really well, even with two even with two unfortunate losses. And the Kentucky loss isn't a terrible no, loss. No, out of conference losses. It's as bad a loss as anybody that's got two. It, losses for sure. Losses, right? Yeah, for sure. Like Penn State, Penn State doesn't have two bad losses. Penn State's got great two losses because yeah. it's to Ohio State and to Michigan, right? right? Um, you know, but Oklahoma is not quite the same. And you know, anyway. Uh, but I think it's. I think you. I think you could pretty say pretty confidently the undefeated teams all win therein. All right. And I think Texas. Even even if Texas and you know could have a beef, it's a beef that's just like yeah. But you didn't beat Oklahoma. I mean, yeah. You beat Oklahoma. Then fine. But you know you yeah. would be over. Yeah. You wouldn't wouldn't be a question. Yeah. If you beat Oklahoma, Done. you would absolutely be in the playoff. No question. Yeah, it's we're not right. even debating. You would not yeah. have to worry about it. Exactly. Yeah. You jump you, Florida State. It's a lot. Yeah, the the college football playoffs, the the rankings are what it is right now. We're looking even the AP right now. If they beat Oklahoma, the AP is Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Texas. Like if you beat Oklahoma, like it's, I think it's actually Georgia, Michigan, Texas. Oh, where I'll take it. I'll take. Yeah, I agree, I agree yeah. with you. Like Texas is in that conversation. Is done, but you lose the Red River shootout against. Although a quality Oklahoma team, still also not yeah, a great, good, good you know, but still not a, yeah, you know, it, a, an equivalent sort of loss in regards to, you know, the Florida State, like in comparison to the like Florida State Louisville type situation, like, right. like it's fine. But yeah, I, I agree. Like Texas, you shouldn't, it's, it's like, it's like losing a game to a kicker, you know, like it, it, <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Like if you had just played, if you had played right when you didn't have to bet everything on the kicker, then we don't have to have this conversation. It's done. But you you left it up to a kicker and you lost and like that's on you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunately here's here's the here's the important thing. Here's the thing we have to think about at this point. Texas's loss would potentially not be to a playoff team because Oklahoma would be the first team out. Because Tulane would take their spot Ooh. in the playoff because only 11 spots go to any team. And one spot is specifically reserved for the, the best highest ranked oh, oh, yeah. uh, group of five yeah. champions. Right. Or basically to the, the, yeah, the highest ranked fifth conference champion, yeah. which would be of the group of five. Right. right. So they would just they would be out. Um, now, Alabama loses again. You know, Alabama could slide out. Or, but I, I think Alabama would be at the top of the two losses, f- just from a second loss to Georgia. Right, that's not bad. Um, yeah. So I think Alabama. So I don't think Alabama slides out. No, um, that would be hard. So, and, and you know, none of these other Oregon probably doesn't slide out either. No, no. Oregon also would have two losses to the the best teams in the country. Right. Um, Both to the same team, so, which would be hard to get them out. Yeah. 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 Right. So they don't slide out. Um, so it's just like, hey. If you've got a non-playoff 
playoff conversation team loss, then that has to put that has to go in a te- second tier of losses. Right. 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 And so, it, it, Texas resume isn't awesome. It's not like Texas has got a gimme. You know, if Texas's loss was to Alabama, that would be different. Yeah. But it's loss isn't to Alabama. It's losses to Oklahoma. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's that. All right. Well, you know what? Let's just quickly go through the the previous week's games. I'll just point out some ones that are worth a note because I think we've covered kind of everything that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some other games that are uh, probably at least worth a mention um, that didn't directly uh, go into what we've talked about or did directly go into what we talked about. Uh, Memphis gets their ninth win, 45-21, to 21, on the road against Temple. Yeah. Uh, there was nobody there at the stadium. I watched that game, it's but sad. Memphis did it oh, right, no. man. Yeah, it's true. It's sad. Anytime I watch Temple, it's just they're playing in that. Long ago, we had the argument when we were sitting watching UNLV play at Allegiant. And you said it's better to have your, you know, your stadium on campus and do you know, those things. Temple plays where the Eagles play, and and yep. that is a testament to your whole argument. It's all every single oh, time I've watched Temple play, it's just sad. Like it's just It sad. might as well be in a parking lot. <laughs> it's very might as well true. be in a shopping it's mall. Really, like, it's crazy. It does, you should play like, go play in a high school. What's the closest high school stadium to Temple University? Seriously. Play there. There's more there's gonna be more. Shit. It's gonna look better. God, but yeah, Memphis getting this done, and honestly, Temple, a three and nine Temple team, putting up twenty points against a quality yeah. Memphis team, I was shocked by that. Sure, sure, they're at home. They looked looked nice. I mean, yeah, it wasn't wasn't bad, but Memphis was you know yeah. obviously they're better. better yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in the same kind of boat, the Ohio Bobcats get their ninth win against the Akron Zips, twenty five to fourteen. Nine win season out of Ohio, very nice season. Yeah, I think that they're probably. It's hard for me to to say that Ohio doesn't. If you're a fan, if you're an alumni, or just a fan of Ohio, that that you're going to be mad about a nine and three season. But going into the season, I thought Ohio was going to be like Toledo, and or very close to Toledo. Um, and they've they've kind of gone under that a little bit. Again, nine nine wins is still great. Um, you you beat all the Ohio the other Ohio schools. I mean, almost almost all of them. And you're you're having a great time going bowling. Like I don't think you're. I don't want to say that you're upset, but you're definitely not upset by the season. But you might be a little sad that you weren't at a much closer level to Toledo. Yeah, I mean they got two two losses in conference. If they would have. I mean, I think that they wanted they wanted to beat Miami of Ohio head to head. That would have probably put them in the in the championship game. Um, but Miami of Ohio was better. Yeah. Um, turns out, uh, but they I think they thought that they were better from than Miami of Ohio, but Miami of Ohio was better. That loss against Northern uh, Illinois. It's on rough. The road, yeah, it's probably rough. really the bad loss. Yeah. That's the loss they really shouldn't have taken, um, which is unfortunate. But um, they were still a good team. They're like. Mm-hmm. 31st, tied for 31st in the country in offensive, uh, an unadjusted offensive EPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, a fine season. Yeah. Uh, really a good season. Yeah. Um, and as they look to next year into the 12 team situation where if you are the best team in the MAC, you have a shot at the playoff, like this is the type of year you want to build into to, to go into next year. So, you know, yeah, I think great year for Ohio. Good shout out to the Bobcats. 
Yeah, yeah, good year for them. Shout out for sure. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, let's talk about Utah State getting their sixth win, uh, getting to bowl eligibility by beating New Mexico forty-four to forty-one in two overtimes. Yeah, this I didn't. I didn't watch. Did you watch this game? No, I didn't. It was on. It was something. Something was going on where I couldn't watch it or I didn't get a chance yeah. to. It probably wasn't that. I mean, it looks on paper. It looks more exciting maybe than than it was. I'm sure that watching the game would have been a lot of a lot of flaws and a lot of just goofy stuff. And I'm sure that's what happened because both teams. Utah State has has been way better than, to end the year than I was expecting. Um, as I said earlier sure. about just the Mountain West in general, I think it's been much higher. So, so that's cool. Shout, you know, I love I love to see the Aggies get into the bowl, um, bowl season. It sucks that New Mexico, you know, has to be it, 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 in the last in the last uh, game of the season. They really were the the little sister of their uh, their state counterpart, New Mexico State. Um, they, I know they weren't really playing for for anything, you know, comparatively. But I, I'm sure, you know, to lose to end the season um, with a three point loss in two overtimes is unfortunate. But good on the Aggies for getting it done. I'm happy they're going bowling. Yeah, agreed. Uh, good for them going bowling. That's their this is their 11th bowl game in 13 years. Yeah, well, let's go. Uh, they've been a pretty consistent uh, bowl team. So good for them. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm looking at like why am I looking at Texas? I clicked on the wrong tab. Uh, all right, let's see. We've got Tulane. Just quick, quick note: they kind of locked up, locked up everything in the American by beating UTSA at home, twenty-nine to sixteen. Uh, UTSA only lost in the conference. They ended up outside of conference. They had some rough go, but inside the conference they were very good yeah. and turned out to be a quality American team as thought. And Tulane, I, I watched this game and Tulane was just better yeah. in general. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I, I also watched this game. It was fun to watch. Um, uh, Mackie, McKee, Hughes, the running back for Tulane, had a fun, it's just such a good game. He was so fun to watch. He had 166 yards rushing, a touchdown on 26 carries. So he was, he was really fun. Michael Pratt has been pretty good for them at, well throughout the year. He didn't have a great game this this day he was nine for 22 on 125 yards passing and two touchdowns so i think it's more the more that tulane's offense is tulane's offense than him being bad necessarily but it was a fun game utsa has had a great season you know doing what they do they were never really going to probably beat um this tulane team because i think tulane's pretty definitive but it was a fun it was a super fun game to watch i was i was i was excited throughout the whole thing yeah it's a good game Good game. Um, Mizzou, 48. Arkansas, 14. Missouri gets their 10-win season, blows out Arkansas, who, I should just add, has just announced that they signed Bobby Petrino as their <laughs> no. offensive coordinator. No. They, they, no. they first made an announcement that they were vetting him, which is the wow. funniest shit I have ever heard. Vetting. And then they signed him. That's ridiculous. So, so Arkansas wants crazy. to continue but, to be Arkansas, I guess. Oh God! Yeah, whatever, uh, whatever. But but you know what? Here's the thing. Even though Bobby Petrino, another just asshole, <laughs> he he just he just cheated on his wife and did crazy things in the name of the university. He didn't do anything super terrible, no. I guess. So whatever. Yeah. But just weird. I know. Just, just weird. why don't you want to be? If I was, it's it, it would be so unfortunate to be an Arkansas fan because you just be like, guys, we don't need to do this. Like, let's find something new. Let's change uh, things up. Like, what are we doing here? Here's, Gotta be better. There's a. There's gotta be 15 better offensive <sighs> coordinators and staff members and human beings. Yeah, just to pick just them don't. Up, yeah, it's whatever. unnecessary. Anyways. 
one of the things that Boise State had to do to get into the Mountain West Championship was beat Air Force, which they did at home, 27-19, capping off like just an amazing back half of the year. Yeah. And Air Force just completely collapsed. Ah, oh, dude, it's so sad because they were so definitive. All year, they were so, like, it was like, I was like, Air Force is going to just cruise. They're going to be, they're going to be 11-1. and yep. one. They're going to cruise into the Mountain West Conference Championship. Everything's going to be fine. And then they lost the Army, and then they, their brains broke. Like they didn't know they were yeah. like the other academies exist, and then and then they just decided like, well, I guess, I guess we're done, you know, you know. Even though this game was pretty tight, I did watch it. It was, you know, yeah. it's good that the Air Force is eight and four, honestly, in general. But they just had so much potential for being better that than that. It's unfortunate that yeah. they're not going into the Mountain West Championship game. I think I said this about them before, but it's a it's a case of regression to the mean. Like again, at the beginning of the season, if you said Air Force was going to be eight and four, five and three in the Mountain West, you'd, like, you'd go, yeah, yeah, that sounds exactly yeah, that's right. Great. Yeah. So when you look at it that way, but when you had a team that was just so hot at the beginning, you just like that should be a ten win Air Force. <sighs> it's too bad that they're really not. Is. So. An eleven win Texas team beats the crap out of Texas Tech, fifty seven to seven. Just a domination and looking real shiny going into the Big Twelve. Yeah, doing exactly what you need to do. I think Ewers was out. Maybe uh, who was playing quarterback? Maybe it might have been Ewers. Of course, I, I say that and I think takes forever to. Look. I think Manning got some oh, yeah, time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he played at the yeah, end got... game. Oh yeah, Ewers did had a you know he was yeah. there and then Xavier Worthy did it. So anyway, so yeah, Texas yeah. did what they needed to at the end of the seasons. Um, and, and yeah, now as we talked about, they're going to have a tough Big Twelve championship game. Hopefully, a tough. Yeah. Yeah, they're much better, much better than Texas at Tech. So there you go. Uh, Penn State blows out Michigan State, forty-two to nothing. Tenth uh, win for Penn State. Check, who, check. None of their fans are happy, <laughs> but Penn State ten and two now. I know why they're not happy well, because course. pretty much every team they beat were the bad teams. Right. Um, you know, it's just the same reason that Ohio State f- fans aren't happy right. because every team that they beat were the bad teams. Right. Um, even though they did get Penn State, but. But Penn State still, 10 wins. I, I think that this is what they should be. Yeah. I don't think it's a problem that this is what they are, but I think they think it's a problem. It's yeah, which which I which I understand, but, I, you know, it's there was there was no if, – if you're a Penn State fan and you thought that – and at any point during the season you thought that you were going to beat Michigan and Ohio State, I can understand your – your upsetness about the nature of, of how the season lost, but like I think ten and two, and your only losses to be the you know are against Ohio State, and Michigan. Like that's par for the course. Like just just take your ten wins, be happy about it, go back to state college and and go to the one Walmart that's there and live your life. Yeah, yeah, you are you are absolutely put yourself in the conversation. Like as of right now, if the uh, the FC, if the playoff ranking were the same as the AP poll, you'd be in the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah, and so that's exactly. it's more than you should ask for, for sure. Especially um, with so that offense. D- don't be too angry. But Penn State fans are fil- are Eagles fans, <laughs> and they. Uh. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. I have hot off the. Before I continue, I have hot off the presses. The college football playoff rankings. Oh, nice. Uh, the new ones. Hot off the presses. So here we go. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Washington. Number four, Florida State. All right. Number five, Oregon. Number six, Ohio State. Number seven, Texas. Number eight, Alabama. Number nine, Missouri. Ten is Penn State. Eleven is Ole Miss. 12 is Oklahoma, 
13 LSU, 14 Louisville, 15 Arizona, 16 Iowa, 17 Notre Dame, 18 Oklahoma State, 19 NC State, 20 Oregon State, 21 Tennessee, 22 Tulane, 23 Clemson, 24 Liberty, 25 Kansas State. So, I think that matches up with uh, the yeah the AP yeah that's yeah that's AP, AP yeah that's basically AP. So that's so you know so it looks like the 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 committee is saying that they're going with deserving maybe over best and best is subjective obviously so yeah yeah so there we go. So that's that. So that it, it pr- pretty much puts our conversation in the same place yeah. and kind of how the same, how the same thing would. Uh, yeah, and now it's all up to championship out. games, but, which is awesome. I mean, that's awesome. The fact that, the fact that they did that, and now it's like just win your championship game. You can do what you want to do. If that's what you, if that's who you want to be, you want to play in the playoff, then win your championship game. Then it's all good. Like that's that's a scenario that I love to see from the committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, I mean, it's eliminators for some teams, and some teams that you're not you're not kicked out of it because you should still have an opportunity to play for a national championship with one loss. Right. Like if you're really good all year, then you got to play another quality team at the end of the year. Uh, you should have an opportunity, considering un- the unbalanced schedules of of college football. You should get an opportunity to play for a championship, and so that's kind of what it's going to look like. Um, but yeah, Penn State is going to end up. You know, it's pretty much going to end the season top 10. Mm. So what a great season for them. Honestly, right? yeah. Well, they won't feel that way, but what a great season. Seriously. Uh, in the Civil War, Oregon 31, Oregon State 7. Just, just they did it all. They did everything, and that's why they're so well regarded as the best one-loss team because they absolutely just dominated Oregon State. Yeah, there was a moment in the first, like, in the first quarter, maybe like some of the second quarter, where I thought, okay, Oregon State can hang around, but then it was just, it was, it was just Oregon, just going you know, like, no, guys, what are you talking about? Like, this is what we came here to yeah. do. Like, don't like you came to Eugene, shut up, get out of here. We're trying to win a national championship this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, you guys are okay, yeah. and we're really yeah, good. So thanks that's for playing. What they did. Thanks for playing. Yeah, that's what they did. So yeah, great. Uh, in the game, the hundred and twentieth playing of the game. Ohio State 24, Michigan 30. Uh, Ryan Day outcoached by the acting head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan better football team than Ohio State. I thought that this I thought that it would have been reversed is what I thought too coming in yeah, here. Yeah, that's what we were talking about last not, week. It's not the case. Ryan Day just just got outcoached and Ryan Day who's a very good football coach has had seven losses in 5 years. But Fans are starting to want him gone because he's lost the most important games, and I get it. Ohio State's the kind of place that they should be playing for national championships, and losing the games to the only teams that matter is probably worth a change. And so even though I think it's both crazy to move on, it's not crazy to move on because you're at the level where you're like, there's no way that Georgia should consistently be better than them. And they're right. It's it's honestly, it's very true. I mean, you know, even in, even in the, uh, to take us out of the Ryan Day situation, but even in the urban days while he was there, like they had that year where they, they, because of the sanctions or whatever, they couldn't play. 
um, in the in the playoff. Um, they just had to like beat it. But like that, the year, whatever year that was, like they were that everybody was talking at the end of the year, like Ohio State is the best team in the country. And they got and like we don't really know who the, the true national championship is. And like since that time, Ryan Day, yeah, seven losses in his whole tenure there. And even though he was handed a great team, like he's maintained its greatness. Um, I can understand yeah. like any other program, if this is Texas, if this is Notre Dame, if this is if this is Georgia, probably pre Kirby Smart, like most of these other household name schools with Ryan Day and he's only seven lost, there's no way he's getting getting the can. Nobody's talking about it. They love their life. They're doing great. But at Ohio State, I don't know about. Okay, that. all right. I don't know that I'm sure about right. that. Well, I'll, but, that's but fine. I, your that's point fine. is taken. Yes, yes. But I, I think you said. Yeah. I think you said like the handful of teams. That that's not true. Yeah. Okay. But fine. I think your point is right. Taken. Right. And so, so I can understand for a, if I, you know, if I was an Ohio State fan, going like, okay, look, we we're great, but we were supposed to be this great, and like, what else are you doing for me today? Like, what else? Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't have a solution for it uh, because I don't know which, what is the right answer, um, but I know that it's not unreasonable. To say, you know what, we need to win these games. Right. We can't live this way. Right. We are not. We are not Penn State. Right. We, are we cannot be the little brother. And they're probably yeah. not wrong. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, you got UCLA, USC coming in next year, which is not, which is not a ton of things. But if if at any point new teams are better than than Ohio State, or if it's like Ohio State is like. It, you know, gets beat by USC for some reason, like and then oh shit, man, like you got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, look, there's there's there is absolutely a chance that Oregon or Washington or USC are better than Ohio State or Michigan or right at that same level yeah. coming out of a season. Right. Absolutely, right. there's no question right. that 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 that's definitely in play. It's just like the years where where Wisconsin was just randomly good. You know, it's just like, hey, this is the ten Wisconsin, ten right. Wisconsin, <laughs> right. and they might beat you, right. um, but they play in the conference and because there's also no conference. It's just a pod thing. Mm -hmm. Also, you're going to have lots of tiebreakers. So it's no gimmies anymore. No. So, uh, all right. Uh, big rivalry game win. Mark Stoops, who is almost guaranteed to be the coach at Texas A&M. And then Texas A&M said, no, never mind. You're good here. Uh, but Kentucky beats Louisville. Um, and I remember in the uh, Lamar Jackson year, where Louisville was really good. Kentucky beat Louisville. They like to spoil a really good Louisville season, and they did it 38-31. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's a great uh, – I think Stoops is going to get a job. He's, he's going to go find himself um, a, a job, if he, assuming he doesn't want to just stay at Kentucky. And Kentucky's been reputable. I think he's got to stay. I, I think he's and, got, well, and that's yeah. okay. And, I think and, right and, now he's got to yeah, stay. Yeah, and I think that that's – that's fine because they're going to be another quality Kentucky squad, which is a rare occasion, you know, if we're not talking about basketball and even sometimes with basketball. So, like, look, I don't um, – I think he'll eventually get his. It's unfortunate. I say unfortunate even though I, I also agree with Texas A&M fans that I don't know if – I don't know if he was really the, the type of guy that's going to put Texas A&M on the type of level that they want to be at. Um, but, look, quality coach showed his worth in the Kentucky rivalry at the end of the season, said, fuck off, Louisville. Um, you better, you should have come and played harder. And so, look, it was a great, great way to, to end the season for sure. Get to go bowling and have a good time. 
I don't think that he puts them on the level that they want to be, but I think he's the exact correct coach for the level they are. I, I, um, but I that's agree. okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that I think that uh, Mike Elko actually is a better selection. Um, yeah, hometown boy or whatever. Or, I don't know hometown, but just the previous guy who was a coordinator or whatever. So it makes it makes yeah. more sense. I can understand the fan base being a little bit more comfortable. With that, um, with that decision, I, I, both of them are lesser than I expected. I thought they were going to knock on. I'm sure that they were, but I thought they were going to try to get an NFL guy or a really fancy, you know, big name guy or something, and really do like a Harbaugh to Michigan type deal. They didn't do that, but but maybe maybe to your point, like they got the guy who they needed, not the guy that they wanted. Okay. Now this CBS Sports article that I keep track of the coaching carousel says Mark Stoops would have been a better option. So that's funny. Mm. Um, I think probably just coaching skill wise because Mike Elko's only had two years of head coach experience. Um, but I think that Elko is the better fit in general. Yeah. But even though I don't think anybody's in love with would have been in love with either choice. Right, so, right. Uh, it is kind of what it is. But um, anyway. Uh, I think all in all, they're not a great program, and it doesn't matter that much. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's really, I, what we're going to be talking about Texas A&M being the same Texas A&M in a couple of years. I believe that in my heart. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like they're not even that far from Kentucky. They both end at the same. <laughs> it's true. And Texas A&M's got more re, more resources than Kentucky right. does. Right. Uh, and a Texas A&M team that lost forty-two to thirty against LSU. LSU two losses in the SEC. I mean nine and three. They didn't get where they were gonna go, where they wanted to be, but they probably end up being about as good as they are. And it's a very Notre Dame esque team. Yes, I was just and gonna so say the same I thing. I think, I think even though that uh, that uh, coach wants to try to get away, he thinks that he, he's got more resources, and it's not. His Notre Dame teams, it might it might end up being just Notre Dame South. Yeah, which which uh, which yeah is which LSU's got a history and they've won championships, so they're not going to stand for it for too long. But they'll stand for it for a little while. Yeah, like they'll yeah if they, if if they go if they do nine and three for the next two years, like the, the end of the the end of the second of those years, they'll be like, all right, what are you doing for me? Like get it yeah, together. It's starting to be. But, it'll start being hot seat time. But, yeah, if yeah. they end next season nine and three, then it's uh, even though I don't think I don't even know if Daniels is coming back. That's a real question. Yeah. But whether Daniels is coming back or whether they, he isn't, quite honestly, if they go nine and three next year, then I think starting year three they go. They're not. It's not a hot seat. No. But it's a, you, you can't do this again. Yeah, like get it together. Right? We need. If you win this. ten wins next year, then we're okay. Right. But if you go nine and three again, then we start having. Yeah, that's true. I think is yeah. what happens. And I think the only the only really unfortunate in, in my mind, the only really unfortunate thing about the this LSU season is that Jaden Daniels isn't going to get the Heisman, and it's just because of winning. But he but might. I don't. I, I he, he might. might. But I, I just think I think the Heisman voters are going to go for a vote. They're going to go for somebody who, um, they're going to go for somebody who's really like. Is winning, you know, and that's what's going to. I, th- I think the leader in the clubhouse is the is the team that wins the. Well, for the voters that haven't voted, some voters have already voted, mm. but a lot of voters that are waiting, I think that the winner of uh, the Pac-12 championship game, the quarterback that wins that game, probably is the leader. I think so. Probably too. has got the best chance. Yeah. You know, win unless. Unless unless it's Penix and Penix plays terribly, but that's if yeah. if Oregon wins, then I think even if Bonix doesn't play well, he's already played so well yeah. that he probably is the leader. But if both teams, if both of those quarterbacks play poorly, 
then Jaden Daniels might be in. But Jaden Daniels just doesn't get an opportunity to play again. No, no, and that's unfortunate. Um, and so and I think the voters, I think that voters that have already voted have voted for Daniels. Yeah. Because they already think he's a better player, they're not going to get to see him play. Again. Yeah. Which... But I think that there's a good chance that if Penix or Bo Nix have an amazing game and win the Pac-12 championship. Then they're going to win. The yeah, and I think Bonix has the best the best passing percentage in college football history. I think, and so like you yeah. have a stat like that, and you're the Pac-12 champion. It's going to be hard to to not put you there. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, let's see. Um, of games, let's see what other games do I want to note here without spending too much time on it. UCF gets there. A six win, Go beating Houston twenty-seven to thirteen. Nice. Uh, Houston fired Dana Holgerson this week, yeah. and uh, it's uh, it, it's he's probably he probably maxed out there, and everybody needs a new a new look. Yeah. And I think Danny will get another job. So I mean, there's so many jobs open, right. but he ought to probably be in a coordinator for a while. Right. Uh, but uh, a, a a tidy year out of UCF, not a great year, but whatever. Yeah, You're yeah go bowling. Uh, SMU beats Navy. That's how they locked in their counter play in the AAC championship game, beating Navy 59-14. Again, SMU is no joke. Troy beats uh, Southern Methodist. uh, Or Southern Methodist. Southern Mississippi. Mississippi. I was like, what? 35-17. Yeah, 35-17 on the road. Troy, they they stamped their way in and locked up home field in the Sun Belt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Northern Illinois gets bowl eligibility, thirty-seven to twenty-seven against a one-win Kent team. Uh, anything you want to say about any of those games? I mean, Troy, Troy defense looked. Troy defense looked a little. They let a little bit more points than I expected them to give up against yeah. Southern Miss, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and uh, yeah. and then yeah, I mean, I like. I'm a fan of Dana Holgerson, so I had to see him leave Houston's unfortunate. But you're right; he's going to get a job, maybe coordinator, but he's going to get a job. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Miami, Ohio beat Ball State 17-15. It was a, ended up being a close game, but Miami locks up their trip to the MAC championship game that we talked about. Yeah, ball so Rice hard, couldn't, go, couldn't quite ball that hard. No. no, they tried. They tried, but they didn't really have anything to play for. So I think they would have liked to win, but it, that's a tough That's a tough motivation yeah. range, I would imagine. So. Yeah, let's go Owls. Now, Rice is bowl eligible. That's right, beating FAU 24-21. Nice little season out of Rice. Is FAU also they the Owls? Win. Yes, it was Owls versus Owls. This is an all right. Owl end of the yep. season. Yep, all Owl, all Owl uh, battle uh, there. So Syracuse also gets to bowl eligibility, beating a tumbling Wake team, thirty-five to thirty-one. Syracuse fired Dino Babers there, um, and I think they hired somebody. Uh, this this thing doesn't have it up to date. Oh yeah, didn't you? I feel like I you mentioned. Told me. Oh, they did. Fran Brown, the defensive backs coach of. Georgia. Yeah. Uh, he is one of the top recruiters in the nation, according to 24-7 Sports. Um, finished eighth last year. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, if he turns out to be a decent coach and he can recruit really well, ACC is has got everything there. Yep. For it's up for grabs. And they obviously have enough talent to win games. So uh, that's an exciting, mm. um, an exciting situation there. So nice little... Nice little ends up being a nice little season to get to bowl, and they've got a new head coach that I think they can feel proud of. And um, I will note that they are hiring another black head coach to replace a black head coach, which doesn't happen very often. Yeah, very cool. Um, and Syracuse has 
almost an entire black AD, black staff, and a black head basketball coach as well. So that's just pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, let's see. Old Dominion gets bowl eligibility, going five and three in the Sun Belt with a one point win over uh, Georgia State. Yeah. Uh, so nice season out of a, a very competent, solid Old Dominion. Yeah, team. yeah. To, to end to end the season like that with the one point to get you yourself bowl eligible, like that's that's how you want to see it. I mean, you know, I'm sure that they wanted to go Sun Belt championship, all this stuff, but like to, to end it that way, not bad. Not bad. Yep. Uh, Utah beats Colorado in the. Rocky Mountain duel. Uh, really <laughs> so more of silly. note that Colorado ends up 4-8, and eight, which is about the season that if you felt hopeful for them, they were going to end up having. Okay. This is going to be an absolute... And it's going to be all the talk. The offseason Colorado is going to be all the talk. Like, when we can start getting the next season... You will be disgusted oh, with man. how, like, even all the conversation this year was bad. It's going, it's not going to be as bad a conversation because it's going to legitimately be a can Dion succeed? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be Dion selling the fact that Dion can succeed, and it's going to be really interesting because it's the we all know what the team needs now. So if Colorado doesn't shore up those things, doesn't shore up the lines, um, oh, he says his kids are coming back, even though. Uh, his, you know, his quarterback kid really could be a first round, first or second round draft pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know his draft class is going to improve, but he says they're coming back. So they all come back. They've got to pick up stuff all over the place. Uh, it's going to be almost nauseating. Utah is going to be an interesting conversation because they will very likely, with everybody coming back and the health situation and all the coaching staff coming back, they will be expected to win the pack or win the Big Twelve. Yeah, I think they'll be expected to be so one of the best, one of the top couple teams in the Big Twelve. Probably Oklahoma State will be up there because right. um, Texas and Oklahoma are going to be gone. Maybe you think uh, TCU is going to be better. Uh, Arizona obviously is going to be up there because uh, they're coming across too and expected. Yeah. The rest of the Pac-12, or the rest of the Big 12, is going to be up for grabs. Yeah. And so Colorado can still have a nice season. Like, they they might be two games better just because of not playing against Washington, Oklahoma, right. you know, those teams. Right, right, so, right. yeah, who knows? Yeah. It's gonna who be knows, right. but there's going to be a lot of conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, I think Utah next year is going to be—Utah next year is very likely, you know, it, uh, is, as long as everybody's healthy— Utah next year is going to very likely be dangerous. Like, could win the Big 12 yeah. right as they start. So, yeah. Yeah, should be two wins better. I mean, you would expect them to be a two wins better team if everybody's healthy and the coaching staff stays. Yeah. So, uh, that's what I think you'll see predicted from them as a 10-2 and two kind of year. And in and, and opportunity to play in the playoff. They're a team that should expect to be in competition for the last couple of spots to play in a playoff and the Big 12 still counts as a major conference mm-hmm. if they win the Big 12 they're in mm-hmm. so that's absolutely absolutely a possibility yeah. for Utah so uh, UL Louisiana wins their rivalry game against UL Moreau and gets to their sixth win uh, so they're gonna make a bowl uh, San Jose State is what kind of put a Put a wrench in the Mountain West by beating UNLV on the road. Um, that's what gave them the opportunity to maybe make the playoff or the, comp, the championship game, but they lost in the computer rankings. Uh, it was a big win for them still and a great season out of them, even with them not quite making yeah. it. All right, everybody. Uh, after we talked about the San Jose State 
game, uh, Brian had to go. He was checking out a room to give him an opportunity to be able to get this done without having to have kids and stuff around. And that time ran out. So I'm just going to run through the rest of the games. We talked about all the important stuff already. So I'm just going to run through the rest of the games that happened previous week. And then we'll close it out. I wanted to mention the Iron Bowl. Auburn, Alabama. Alabama 27, Auburn 24. Alabama wins in a last second, basically Hail Mary that was defended like crap from Auburn. They had a quarterback spy when there's no way that the quarterback was going to run 40 yards or however much he needed to. Milrow was going to run to get a touchdown because they were playing prevent. Alabama shouldn't have won that game, but they did, and they kept their playoff hopes alive, uh, especially because they survived. If they beat Georgia, they look really good. So as we talked about, Arizona beat Arizona State 59-23, a nice, nice win for Arizona team that gets their ninth win, going to be looking really good going into the next year. Oklahoma State beat BYU to punch their ticket to the Big 12 championship game in two overtimes. Oklahoma State's not great. They can't look like that against Texas. They probably won't win, but making it to the Big 12 championship game and not completely collapsing good out of Oklahoma State. Tennessee, the Volunteers, they beat Vanderbilt 48-24. Eight wins out of Tennessee. They'll go to a nice bowl. Normal little season out of them. Liberty goes undefeated, 12-0, uh, 8-0 in Conference USA, beating UTEP 42-28. Liberty will face New Mexico State, as we mentioned. Wisconsin gets their seventh win. Again, a nice little season out of Wisconsin, beating Minnesota on the road. Northwestern, and the Big Ten Coach of the Year out of Northwestern, gets their seventh win, beating the Illini on the road 45-43. Great season out of Northwestern. Maryland gets their seventh win as well, beating Rutgers 42-24. Normal Maryland season. Virginia Tech gets their sixth win, 55-17 at Virginia the way that the Virginia season was going to go. Nice back half of the season for Virginia Tech, something to build on. App got their eighth win and locked up their trip to the Sunbelt Championship game by beating Georgia Southern at home, 27-55. to James Madison, who was going bowling, beat uh, Central Connecticut, 56-14. Uh, to Big win by a great James Madison team. I'm so excited to see them play somebody in a bowl. Marshall gets bowl eligible, beating... Uh, Arkansas State, 35-21. Washington beats Washington State in the Apple Cup, 24-21. Should have won bigger. Washington State fans are pretty proud of their team. Washington fans should be a little nervous. Oregon's coming for that neck. New Mexico State beats Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State's also going bowling, um, having a very nice season out of themselves. But New Mexico State locks up that uh, championship game appearance 2017. Florida State beats Florida in the rivalry battle 24-15. Good win without Jordan Travis. That's why you can't quite count them out for being in the playoff. Uh, if they win, they probably should be in. Notre Dame gets their ninth win, beating Stanford 56-23 on the road. Let's see. Georgia beats clean, old wins clean, old-fashioned hate against Georgia Tech 31-23. It was never quite in doubt, even though the score was kind of close. <coughs> Excuse me, even though the score is kind of close, Georgia um, is the number one team in the country and will stay that way if they beat Alabama. Clemson beats South Carolina 16-7 in their rivalry game. USF gets bowl eligibility. Kansas wins their eighth game. Uh, both exciting. Kansas on the road against Cincinnati. USF at home against uh, Charlotte. Uh, Iowa State gets their seventh win on the road against Kansas State. Disappointing loss from Kansas State, who still had a nice season. Iowa State ended up being pretty good, as we kind of thought they would be. North Carolina State beats the 
pants off of North Carolina, who ends up having the stupid year I was hoping they have, and a nice year out of North Carolina State, solid year. Cal gets bowl eligible, beating UCLA 33-7. Everything I said about Cal is true and right and correct, and I'm so pleased about that. Let's go. Fresno State finishes their collapse, losing to San Diego State 33-18. Hawaii gets the crazy last-second 50-plus-yard field goal to beat uh, Colorado State at home to get their fifth win and nice season out of Hawaii. All right, guys, conference championship week. We'll be back to talk about conference championships talk about the Army-Navy game. We may end up recording after the Army-Navy game and getting it all in. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, thanks for coming along on this ride with us. It was a great season. I'm really excited for the end of the season and the playoff, and we'll talk to you later.